Hey everyone, you know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash double doing podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. As a people-driven brand, True Classic believes that the clothes you wear should make you feel confident and comfortable so you can show up as the best version of yourself every day. This is your one-stop shop for all your wardrobe essentials. Their shirts have a premium fit that's tighter in the shoulders and biceps with that extra boost of confidence from t-shirts and polos to activewear, denim, button-downs, hoodies, joggers, boxer briefs, and everything in between. They have everything you need. Time to upgrade your wardrobe today. Companies have been overcharging their customers for years. True Classic sells premium clothing without charging a premium price. High-quality clothing shouldn't cost a fortune. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com. Using code DOINK, free shipping is included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. You can't go wrong. It looks good. It feels good for a reason. It's true classic. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast for everybody you listen to your podcast. would also be greatly appreciated talking strictly Philadelphia Eagles today with one of my favorites, Zach Berman of The Athletic, is joining me before he heads down to sunny Arizona. Zach, what's going on? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on your pod. Okay, so let's talk about the matchup here. The Eagles versus Chiefs, it's basically the two best teams, in my opinion, in the NFL all season. I think the... I guess the league got it right if it was scripted um, with all the with all the memes coming around. It's been really funny with the with the scripted stuff. But in general, probably the two best teams in the NFL um, playing against each other, two best offenses. Zach, what's a, just a generic kind of um, thought that's on your mind about this matchup um, that you've been thinking about? Well, that the Chiefs are that good because of Patrick Mahomes, right? And it's I know it's more than the quarterback, but it's the quarterback. And mm-hmm. that's when you look at this matchup, that's what should worry Eagles fans is that Patrick Mahomes is that good and that the Eagles have the advantage at maybe, you know, 18 or 19 of 22 spots on the roster. But the difference at quarterback, and it's no slight to Jalen Hurts, it's more speaking about Patrick Mahomes, is that he, he changes the game. There's a reason why in his five years as starter, he's been in the Super Bowl, what, three times now in the conference championship five times. Uh, and, there's a lot of discussion about the Eagles' strength of schedule this year, and it's discussion that I think is ridiculous. The Eagles have played 10 games against teams with winning records, but it is valid to say they haven't really played against top quarterbacks this year. They faced Dak Prescott, and they faced Kirk Cousins, and they faced Trevor Lawrence, and they faced Aaron Rodgers in a down year, but they have not faced your Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson when he was you know they they haven't faced that that, that type of quarterback. And so I, I, I think that if there's anything here that jumps out to me about the matchup, it's how does how do the Eagles perform, defend against Patrick Mahomes? 
I like how you brought that up too, because I was kind of digging into last year's um, matchup against the Chiefs, and it was ugly. I'm sure you remember that game. I think the Chiefs had like seven drives, and the Chiefs scored seven touchdowns. Um, a lot of that had to do with Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill had a monster game um, in that one. Tyree Kill's not on the team anymore, but Patrick Mahomes was, was awesome. And in general, the Eagles didn't play very good against good quarterbacks last year, right? Dak Prescott killed the Eagles, Justin Herbert killed the Eagles, Patrick Mahomes killed the Eagles. So um, I, I think you're bang on that this is kind of a, a different animal for the Eagles. Yeah, now that Eagles defense last year was, is different than Eagles defense this year, for right? Sure. You add uh, you add Hassan Reddick, a healthy Brandon Graham. You add James Bradbury. Um, in addition to players getting better, in addition to players being in their second year in the scheme, uh, the, Eagles, the Eagles are better than they were last year. I think the common denominator, though, is Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I mean, the only thing you said that I would disagree with you on is that it was, you know, it was, it was Tyreek Hill who caused the problems. Tyreek Hill did cause problems. It was Patrick Mahomes who caused the problems. For sure. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> he's 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 that good. And so your 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 listeners might be exhausted by me saying that, <laughs> but I I think it's worth exhausting that point because I'll put it this way: if the Eagles lose this game. I don't think it's because Jalen Hurts didn't play well or because the offense didn't show up or because the defense played poorly. I think it's because Patrick Mahomes beat them. And so if if the Eagles lose, I think it's because Patrick Mahomes beat them. Okay, so Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, those are the three best players on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know if you dove in too much into the Chiefs side of things here, but is there someone else maybe besides those three guys that you're kind of worried about? Well, Andy Reid, I'll throw that in there because he's he's such a good play designer, and you know I think I, I think that's a factor. And then Eric Bieniemy there is the offensive coordinator. Um, but as far as as player wise, those are their top three players. I mean, that, I think they've been using Jarek McKinnon really well, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. That's certainly someone that you need to watch um, on on their you know defense. They. They have good players throughout. It's it's not like saying, you know, I think San Francisco was a better defense last week, but this is a group that that can be aggressive. That you know they've been they've been playing a little more. I don't want to say conservative, but they're following that league trend of really trying to keep the big play from going over their head uh, on defense. Um, but no, I, I think you hit it on the head. Chris Jones is up there for defensive player of the year this year, right? You saw Joe, or you saw Nick Bosa last week. The Eagles fans saw Joey Bosa as well, but Eagles saw Nick Bosa last week. And now you got, uh, and now you got Chris Jones, who's been the best interior player this season. And Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the NFL. So, and then Patrick Mahomes is the best player, quarterback player in the NFL. So uh, those three uh, do present a significant challenge. On the Eagles side of things, what do you think is a personnel advantage that the Eagles have? Well, the lines of scrimmage. I think the Eagles are better on both lines of scrimmage. And then, and that's, you know, it's, it's typically when I look at a football game, I start there. And I vividly remember, actually, the, the last Super Bowl when I was picking the Patriots all week, right? I mean, Tom Brady against Nick Foles. Are you, are you really picking against Tom Brady? But as I dug into that game more and more in that second week, I was like, man, you know, the Eagles have the edge on both lines of scrimmage. And it's rare to see a game when you have the edge on both lines of scrimmage and you lose the game. And I think the Eagles have the edge on both lines of scrimmage. So that's that's the matchup. And then I, I think I think the Eagles can move the ball against these corners. 
Um, and, you know, and I, I think that, uh, well, this factors into the line of scrimmage, but I think the Eagles are, are, are going to be able to get a pass rush against Mahomes. Chiefs have allowed the most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this season. So I think if there's a game, well, I guess there's only one game left, but this might be a, a good time for kind of Jalen Hurts to kind of get going here because he has been, in my opinion, there, just from the eye test, like his arm didn't really look right against the 49ers. He, he, he sailed a couple balls. There's a couple balls in the dirt. Devonta Smith had to make a nice catch towards the ground to uh, get the first down. A.J. Brown made a nice catch kind of close to the ground. How worried should Eagles fans be about Jalen Hurts' health? I don't think they should be worried. Um, you know, look, I, I know what the numbers say these past two games. The Eagles were also up 28 nothing at halftime and 21-7 at halftime. Um, and I, I get they had low, uh, they had a low in the first half against San Francisco. That, there's no denying that. I think that Jalen, Jalen threw a nice ball to Devontae down the left sideline, I think it was. Well, it went through Devontae's hands. It was a 50-50 ball. Devontae mm-hmm. probably could have caught it. He, he didn't catch it. Numbers look a little different if that happens. Jalen missed A.J. along the right sideline. He, he he can and has and will make that throw. Um, overall, no, I'm not. <laughs> I know that's a storyline right now, that Jalen's struggling. Again, they were up 28-0 against the Giants. They were up 21-7 against the 49ers. Uh, I, I know this coaching staff. They manage games in the second half when they have leads. Um, Jalen hasn't really had to throw in the second half of games. Honestly, if you want to know how Jalen's performing, look at the first drive of games. Uh, and there's a reason why the Eagles have scored on the opening drives in both these games, and they've done it passing the ball. So, no, I, I am not as as worried as as Jalen as I think, uh, I, I don't want to say fans are, but as, as some fans might be. You wrote a story, um, I believe it was yesterday, uh, about Nick Sirianni coaching with the Kansas City Chiefs. He spent four years there. Zach, why don't you briefly hype up that story and kind of explain to listeners what you learned? Well, there's this big storyline about Andy Reid playing against the Eagles, and that's applicable, right? I mean, he spent 14 years here as the winningest coach in franchise history. But uh, there is a storyline of Nick Sirianni against Kansas City. He spent four years there. That's how he broke into the NFL. He was a small college assistant coach. He coached the Mountain Union, then he coached the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And he gets a chance as a quality control coach uh, with the Chiefs based on a connection he had with Todd Haley. And from there, um, that's how his career took off. But if you talk to Nick about it, it's not what those four years did for him professionally, even though they were significant for him professionally. Um, but personally, he met his wife when he lived in Kansas City, right? He's got He's got family in Kansas City. So those four years – we're very meaningful to Nick in that regard as well. Who's an under-the-radar guy that you think Eagles fans should keep an eye on for this game? Maybe, like, I know Kenneth Gainwell is kind of the big one. Um, I, I've loved what Kenneth Gainwell has brought to the team over the last two games. Um, is there another guy that you kind of have your eye on? Well, so that's the challenge here. When you have seven Pro Bowlers and, and what, eight alternates, I think, um, <laughs> there aren't that many under-the-radar guys. So, based on that description, yeah, Gainwell would – would certainly fit that description. Um, I think uh, if you're looking for someone really under the radar, Robert Quinn, he hasn't done much for them as a, as a pass rusher uh, since they acquired him. But I mentioned Robert Quinn because at that position, all it takes is, is one good rush, and you can change yep. a game. And Robert Quinn can do that. So And the trade would be uh, worth it if he gets a sack, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the Golden Tate. It's you know it's, yep. it's like the Golden Tate uh, a touchdown catch in, two, in, in, in 2019 playoffs, 2018 season. Uh, 
you, I mean, among the 22 starters, uh, I would, I would say, you know, Avante Maddox is someone who, who, I don't know if he qualifies as under the radar, but he's missed a lot of games this year. You know, he played nine games before the conference championship. He's been hurt. Um, he hasn't really had the splash plays that you've seen in the past. Um, but Avante is capable of being that type of player. And so I would definitely watch out for Avante Maddox in this game. He uh, he had a he had a nice game against the 49ers too. He basically iced the game on that fourth and two, like that tackle. That was kind of like when I in my head I'm like, okay, this game's over. Um, and you're right, he played really well against the Cowboys in the game that he got hurt. Yeah. So I, I think he was playing some some of his best football before he got injured. I thought he played really well against the 49ers. Zach, have you seen the Jonathan Gannon video yet? I I have seen. I think every Eagles, uh, <laughs> I think either fans or or media or those associated with the Eagles have seen that video by now. So uh, look, I was pretty, I was pretty hard on Jonathan Gannon going into this year. Um, I, my, my opinion on him has changed, especially over the last eight weeks. I thought, I thought he's done a great job. I think uh, he's, he's of course well deserving to come back. Um, I, I think it kind of shows how highly regarded he has been around the NFL. I think he's proven that this year. What do you, what do you think has been the biggest difference? I guess from Jonathan Gannon year one and Jonathan Gannon year two. Well, real quick, I, I, I would say that if, uh, you know, because I, I know that, that that video has rallied up Eagles fans, and I would say if one of the top defenses in the NFL and 70 sacks this season and, you know, one of the top scoring defenses in the NFL, if that didn't convince you, then I'm not sure why a video convinces you again. Um, I think that video has completely changed every Eagles yeah. fan. On Jonathan Gannon. Just a drive-by yeah. swear. Just a drive-by swear. I, I, I was joking. All he needed to do was, was, was wear a Brian Dawkins jersey in there, and he would, oh, uh, yeah. he would endear himself a little more. Um, no, uh, what's, what's been different? Honestly, better players. You start there. Uh, I, I mean, you add – look, they went from Jannard Avery to Hassan Reddick at, you know, that outside linebacker spot. Um, they went from Steven Nelson to James Bradbury. Um, they're, you know, Anthony Harris was fine, but, you know, they went from Anthony Harris to Shunsey Gardner-Johnson. They, you know, I, I can go on down. I, I, I can keep going for you here. Um, they're a better – their personnel is is considerably different. Um, Jonathan's philosophy uh, I don't think was, was necessarily bad last year. They were one of the best teams in the NFL preventing big plays. I think what they didn't do last year was, was get enough big plays, right? So they prevented big plays. They kept the ball from going over your head. But they didn't get sacks. They didn't get turnovers. And – if you're going to play a certain style of defense, then you need, to, you know, if, if the whole point is to try to force teams to go on these extended drives, um, because at some point in the drive, you're going to get a sack or you're going to get a, a tip ball or something like that, then those need to show up in the, in the stat sheet. And last year, they were 31st in the league in sacks. I forget what they were in takeaways last year, but they were not high in takeaways. And then this year, you saw that change. So I, I don't think philosophically they're that much different. I mean, he, I, I think it's 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 more their players are better and they're making more plays. Okay, so the big, uh, of course, the big one's Travis Kelsey um, for Jonathan Gannon. I'm assuming he, Travis Kelsey, is probably not providing Jonathan Gannon with much sleep over the next ten days, thinking about how he's going to stop him. Um, what, what do you think the best way to control Travis Kelsey is? Well, if Jonathan Gannon knew, 31 other teams or 30 other teams, I guess, would want to know because no one really Very stops true. Travis Kelsey. Um, he beats man. He beats zone. Uh, you know, I made a joke on our Birds with Friends podcast that it's it's kind of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where like he, 
you know, the, you know, they joke, can you breathe into those goggles to stop him, right? Um, and I, I, you know, I think the Eagles are going to throw a handful of different things at him. Um, but you know, what, 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 what you really want to do is you just want to play tight on, on third downs. And, and that's the thing you want to keep them from moving the chains. And so how they're going to stop them. I don't have that answer for you yet. Um, you know, they, they haven't seen a tight end. That's good. They saw Kittle last week was good, but that, that Niners really didn't have a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you'll see, you'll see a handful of things. You might see them bump them at the line. You might see, um, you know, Gardner Johnson over top or Epps over top. There's there's a handful of things they can do, but it's it's going to be hard to stop. Okay, let's close that on you, Zach. What are you most looking forward to in Arizona? You got a restaurant you're looking forward to. You got a player you're looking forward to talking to. Give me uh, give me the juices that are flowing through your body quickly on uh, how excited you are for the next week. Honestly, the competition, right? I, I'm looking forward to that. When you're covering the Super Bowl, everyone in football descends on the, on the one place, and everyone wants to write these stories. And if you cover the team all year, and for, in my case, 11 years, you have context and, and, and nuance and background that other people simply don't have. And, and so you want to welcome that. You know, if, if, if you take pride in your job, competition is something you embrace. And so I'm, I look forward to, you know, the bigger stage, more eyeballs and, and you know, writing stories that, that really resonate with the readers and doing podcasts that really resonate with, with the listeners as well. Would you have been a mobile in mobile if you, if you weren't here? Yeah, so I was I was weighing either Mobile for the Senior Bowl or Vegas for the Pro Bowl. I was gonna see who dropped out, right? I mean, if if Eagles had you know seven, eight, nine, ten guys at the Pro Bowl, um, I probably I probably would have been in Vegas this weekend. But you know, with the number ten pick and potentially the number you know uh, a, a pick late in the first round as well, and all the other picks they have, yeah, Mobile would have been a good place to go. But honestly, I'm excited to go to Arizona. For sure. Zach, quickly before you go, plug in anything you want the listeners to take a look at. Listen to anything you got coming up over the next week. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Uh, make sure you check out The Athletic. Um, and you can find all my links on Twitter at ZBerm, Z-B-E-R-M. And then listen to our Birds with Friends podcast with Bo Wolf and Marissa Dunn. We're on every day next week from Arizona. Appreciate you, Zach. Have a safe flight to Arizona. And um, enjoy the week. Great. Thanks a lot. Appreciate having me on. Have a good one.